0: Welcome back guys to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. And in this episode, I am interviewing my good friend Sarah Ford. She is a online coach for Team BioLane and we are discussing our experiences with reverse dieting. Not only do we dive into our experiences with reverse dieting, but we also chat on our clients' experiences reverse dieting and some things that they have experienced mentally alongside with physically throughout the process. We talk about the pros and cons. We talk about the duration of reverse dieting and also talk about the difference between reverse dieting versus the recovery diet technique and which one would be best for you. So guys, tune in and enjoy this episode. And don't forget that the only way that we can grow here on iTunes for Beyond the Bikini Radio is through ratings and reviews. So if you can take time to give this podcast a five-star review, I would greatly appreciate you. And don't forget to tag me here on Instagram at Nicole Fitness, showing me how much you are loving Beyond the Bikini Radio. So guys, tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini Podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. We have a returning guest, a very important guest, Sarah Ford. Welcome back. Thanks, Nicole. I can only say that for a few more weeks. Sarah Ford. <laughs> <laughs> so you are getting married soon if anyone is new here, but Sarah's getting married. And then your name's going to be Sarah Bishop.
1: <laughs> yes, which is going to be weird. Definitely weird. I feel like
0: I'll have to still call you Sarah Ford, but okay. So today we're going to be talking about reverse dieting. Um, both Sarah and I have experienced, you know, doing reverse dieting and we've also taken our clients through reverse diets a handful of times, but Sarah with someone who has also gone through recovery and then also prep and then reverse dieting, can you kind of talk about your experience in particular with reversing?
1: Yeah, so um, I would say for me, it was helpful to know what we were doing before we did it, if that makes sense. Um, I think it's important... um, you know as a coach or just you know for someone yourself to start thinking about what is this reverse diet thing like while you're in your fat loss phase or while you're in your contest prep. Um and it's kind of helpful to know um you know what it is. So basically we're slowly increasing calories back up to maintenance, you know why we're doing it. Um, you know, especially in contest prep, you know, that level of body fat is definitely not healthy. That level of cardio, that level of calories Um, you know, not healthy for your metabolism, for your hormones, for your psychology. So we have to slowly increase those calories up. And, um, you know, for me, it was really helpful to just know all the whys behind it and then kind of switch my focus to, okay, now we're increasing food. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to eat, you know, these low volume or high volume foods anymore you know I'm I'm able to eat more but it's very hard Um, I would say for me um, so post show uh, we started we started pretty aggressive I would say off the bat with uh, an increase and I was more of a hyper responder so I actually continued to lose weight for a month or so um, despite increasing calories By a lot and dropping cardio by a lot and I think that's important to note too is you also should be dropping cardio you know during a a reverse diet especially post-show and uh, so that was a that was a little challenging for me um, especially someone uh, who's in recovery from an eating disorder was I was all gung-ho about gaining weight and starting this reverse diet process but then the scale started going down. Right. So I'm like, Oh, what, you know, what is this? You know, so now, um, so we just had to continue to get more aggressive because especially, I think a lot of people think the goal of a reverse diet is to lose weight, but that's not the goal at all. And especially for someone that's coming off a show or someone that's very lean, that is definitely not the goal. You know, we actually want to add a little bit of, you know, you know, body weight, right? Or mm-hmm. a lot depending on, <laughs> depending on the individual. Yeah. Um, so I would say it, it took about a month before we finally got calories up high enough where I started gaining a little bit. Um, and you know, my body wasn't just burning through all the calories that we were eating. Um, and then it kind of leveled off, you know, I don't know how many months in, maybe four months in. Um, And then I would say is kind of when we started more of a building phase and started kind of working on, um, you know, increasing from where my maintenance was, you know, I was, you know, maintaining on, um, should I say numbers? That's fine. I was maybe maintaining around like 18, 1900 calories. And so from there, then pushing food up over, you know, for, and for my size, you know, that's, pretty much an appropriate level of maintenance, you know, or it was at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So then from there, pushing calories up to more of a building phase. I think numbers can
0: be helpful because I think a lot of um, women in particular will limit the amount that they can, they think that they can get up to. Um, For reference, you're five, three,
1: five, four, five, three and a half, five, four. Yeah. And I'm very petite guys. So for me, like 18, 19 maybe not now because I have a little bit more muscle mass um and I weigh a little bit more but you know back then you know I was pretty still pretty lean um so that was an appropriate maintenance level
0: well plus when you reverse like I know for myself when I start reversing like it feels like a lot of food at first especially if you're used to being chronically low calorie like getting ready for a bikini competition or maybe you're just um someone who's a chronic dieter, it's going to feel like a lot of food, but eventually your appetite does catch up and then it doesn't feel like a lot. Like when I first started, 1600 calories felt like a ton of food, but I was only used to eating like, you know, sub 1300 calories for a prolonged period of time. But now I'm eating, you know, over 2300 calories and like, I feel good, but like, you know, if I would go down to like 1600, I'd be so hungry.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think that's a good point too, like thinking about like not being hungry um, in the beginning or feeling like it's so much food, like that's where kind of food choices comes in. And it's important to, um, this was something I struggled with was at first, you know, the first month or so starting my reverse, I was still eating the same foods I was in prep, just bigger quantities but that eventually gets challenging because a lot of your prep foods are those more like high volume foods. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like rice cakes, uh, you know, zucchini, um, adding cauliflower to your oatmeal. And I was just basically using kind of the quote unquote meal plan I had created for myself during prep prep because it was easy. And then I was just in- increasing the the serving sizes, but that gets hard when you're increasing those high volume foods and trying to eat more carbs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had a switch and it was hard for me to go down you know, stop going down the same aisles that I always did at the grocery store, and start mixing it up. You know, and buying the yeah. you know, potatoes and rice and um, cereals and things like that again.
0: Plus, you're gonna just overconsume on fiber and feel so uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah, you gotta find your fiber sweet spot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know for myself, I had to go through like we're not doing any more rice, cauliflower. You can eat regular rice. You can eat potatoes. Like you have plenty of calories to do that. And plus, I know if I eat all these volume foods. I'm already feeling very like full and satisfied at the end of the day. Like if I were to add volume foods on top of that, I'd feel horrible.
1: Yeah. I haven't bought rice cauliflower in probably a year (laughs) and I'm not, I'm okay with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's some just sitting in my freezer waiting for me to press again. (laughs) So, okay. So I think um, it'd be also helpful to kind of go over some of the benefits of reversing and why someone would want to reverse if they have physique based goals. So Sarah, tell us why you would want to reverse.
1: Yeah. So like I said in the beginning, um, you know, when you're that lean and when you're dieting for a long time, um, your metabolism and your hormones basically downregulate, right? So your thyroid hormones, uh, your hunger hormones, your sex hormones all kind of dip and your um, your metabolism also downregulates because it wants to, you know, basically... Survive, right? It wants to stay at level, and it wants to keep you. um, It doesn't want to burn a bunch of calories if you're not giving it a bunch of calories. So we want to upregulate it, and that's why we reverse diet. You know, so we slowly increase your food to kind of get your body, you know, upregulated again. So kind of moving and grooving again, um, as far as your metabolism hormones goes, and then as far as physique goes. So if your hormones and your, um, you know, your thyroid, your metabolism aren't in a good spot you're not going to be able to build muscle and you're not going to be able to change your shape and your body really won't respond the best to training. So I think really, you know, especially if we're going on on a slower rate, you know, reverse diet and someone's post-show, it takes at least as long as the prep was just to get to a place where your body is really primed to actually change like in a Mm -hmm. positive way and actually build muscle. So, you know, we saw this in research studies as well. You know, when I work, when I was um, in the lab um, at USF, is that post show the competitors that didn't put on at least some body fat and didn't increase their calories enough, their hormones even three months post show were still way low. Like nothing happened. You know, mm-hmm. because they didn't put on enough body fat, um, and your physique, your physique is not going to change. You know, and you're you're not going to be as strong, and able to pus- put push as much weight if you're not fueling appropriately. And again, if you're, um, you know, your, your, um, calories aren't high enough. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: The other thing too, is you have to really ask yourself like what you want, like if you're a competitor and you are gonna, you know, step on stage two years from now you would probably just want to feel better right away. So you can start making improvements on your physique. And you know, that's going to be adding some body fat and getting those hormones leveled out. Um, if you're someone who is a little bit nervous, and maybe you don't have a specific physique based goal, you know, a couple of years from now, you can move a little bit. So or if your hormones aren't at in as bad of a place as someone else, and you aren't feeling horrible, like your energy is still decent. Like I've met people who are, you know, chronic dieters or are prepping and their calories might be low, but they legitimately feel okay. Um, -hmm. you know, we can move a little bit slower, but I know for myself, my last season, I just like, didn't care. I'm like, I want to feel good as soon as possible. So we did like a decent bump from around guys. Don't copy this, but around like 1100 calories up to around 1450 which was a good bump for me and then we also cut my cardio in half so that was a nice yeah that was a nice drop and I started to feel a little bit better Um, but I really didn't feel normal I would say until about January February that's at least 5 months after.
1: Yeah. I would say that's pretty standard and I think you made a good point that it's so individual. So when people ask us on Instagram like how fast should I do it? Should I increase my calories or you know when how you know how many calories should I increase this week or do I increase every week? It truly depends on where you're starting from. So were you super lean? You know, do we need to increase calories or was it more of like a lifestyle cut? You know, nothing crazy. Um, You know, you still, you know, you're still, like Nicole said, you're still, your biofeedback is still good. Um, You really, that biofeedback is super important. So, you know, your sleep, your stress, your poop, your digestion, you know, your your libido. (laughs) Exactly. It's all super important. So it's really hard to give like a blanket answer. But I think Nicole made a good point in that, um, you know, post show, you know, someone that truly is a competitor and wants to improve in this sport, you know, you got to think about the long game. And um Sometimes, you know, being a little bit uncomfortable now and increasing calories maybe faster than your brain wants you to um, is really the route to go. And for me, it really helped to journal about that and, you know, just talk about, you know, what, what was my why? You know, where do I see myself, you know, and, and what does that person need to do? Um, and once I wrote that down, I was like, okay, let's do this.
0: One thing that's really helpful, I think too, is no phase is permanent. Like you're not gonna permanently diet. You're not going to permanently eat a lot of food and push yourself. Like none of these phases are going to be permanent. I mean, you could technically eat all the food you want forever, but- People do that. (laughs) People do do that. But like, if you want to diet again, you can diet. But if you've currently been dieting for six months, you don't have the right to diet again because you've already been in that phase. So you have to, you know, flip the page and try the recovery method and get healthier. And then you can approach dieting in the future, but understanding that it's all temporary, like you're going to feel uncomfortable dieting. I think a lot of people are are okay with feeling uncomfortable dieting, but then they forget that they're also going to feel uncomfortable reverse dieting too. Mm -hmm. So both are challenging. Um, what do you think is the most challenging thing about river dieting?
1: Ah, uh, I think it really depends on the individual. Do you want to say me for me or for you for... specifically, and then maybe
0: a trend that you see with clients?
1: Okay. Um, I would say for me personally, it probably was the food choices. You know, it probably was getting out of habits. Um, and forming new habits around food that was hard for me because I was, you know, I'm very much gung ho on a goal. So when I was so gung ho for so long on prep, um, and you know, not eating out, for example, you know, um, buying the same foods, like it was hard for me to start branching out
0: um, you're and see rigid that,
1: too. You know, like you're yeah, you like your structure exactly. So th- that was probably the most challenging thing for me. Um, and with clients, I would say two things is like, one would be people, um, kind of, they just, they lose focus. So the opposite of me, so there's kind of two personality types you deal with. Right. So there's people like me that are, you know, super rigid type A, um, and those people struggle more with like, I would say everyone across the board kind of struggles with the weight gain aspect, especially women, um. But those people struggle more so with you know being flexible, um, eating out more, buying different foods, um, etc. Um, you know maybe trying to do more cardio than they should, stuff like that. And then on the other end, there's people that just kind of they're like they they see that the reverse diet is kind of off to the races. You know not you know being loosey goosey, um, t- like not tracking peanut butter anymore. You know stuff like that. So intuitive eating right and you you just can't do that you guys especially if you're super lean you know if you're especially if um you know you dieted really hard you know you you can't just go from 1200 calories to 2200 calories like oh, i
0: could get myself to intuitively eat half a jar of peanut butter
1: yeah <laughs> it's
0: a joke guys well
1: i would have to have i was say i'd have to have a nice beverage along with that i might <laughs> joke <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so I would say that's the other thing too, is staying focused. So what I encourage clients to do, um, when I first transition them to a a reverse pretty much across the board is I'm like, okay, we're still, you know, for the next four, or six to six weeks, we're still on the prize. I still, you still want you within, you know, two grams of your fat target, within five grams of your carbon and protein target. You know, um, we really want to make sure that we do this the right way to set you up, up for success long term. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. And one thing that I've noticed too is with reverse dieting is you don't get instant gratification with your physique. So like you don't get that dopamine hit of oh measurements are dropping or um, wow like these shorts are fitting me and they used to be a little bit snug like you don't get that you also don't see changes in lines so like it can be really hard because you might think mentally like this isn't working like there's no changes that are happening but that's why it is helpful to get blood work done because you can see improvements that are happening on the inside and it's like thinking about a car you know it might look great on the outside you know nice wheels it's running it looks great but then when you lift up the hood it's a mess So like reverse dieting is like you're working on fixing everything internal that kind of got messed up through the result of dieting.
1: Yeah. And I would say for me as someone that really likes science and geeking out over science and biology and stuff like that, that. Heart was super helpful to think about, like you said. So going back to like kind of journaling and thinking about things you want to improve besides your physique and getting nerdy with it, you know, if you're someone that likes that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: and really focus on biofeedback. Focus on, oh, I'm not living off of energy drinks. Oh, I have my period back. Oh, I actually want to be my husband or significant other. Like, right. those are all like positive feedback. Um, one other thing I want to talk about is you know, a traditional reverse diet versus a recovery diet.
1: Yeah. So I think people get confused about this. They hear these terms on social media and, um, so reverse diet, I think was more so like originally, like kind of Lane Norton kind of, um, he hit like that, that he kind of coined that. And then the recovery diet was more like, Team 3DMJ, Eric Helms, Alberto Nunez that kind of um, coined that. And they're not really that different at the end of the day. It's more about your starting point. So the reverse diet. So this is more of a post-show type setting that I'm going to- Post-show
0: or like super chronic diet. You're very lean.
1: Yes. Yeah. So reverse diet is more so very slowly increasing calories. So Say I'm just going to use hypothetical numbers. Say we're at 1,200 calories. You would maybe jump to 1,300 calories the first week, and then from there be adding, you know, 30 to 100 calories every week, you know, from there on out, um, and really taking things really nice and slow and stepwise. And then the recovery diet um, is more so to say you're at 1,200 calories, you jump to your estimated maintenance. So this is not. The mean your, your previous maintenance. So, if you were maintaining on 2200 before and now you're down to dieting to 1200, it's not jumping from 1200 to 2200, it's jumping to your estimated new maintenance. Because remember, like I said, your metabolism down regulates. So, let's say Plus we just smaller in general, right? Yeah, so you're preserving energy. So, let's say you jump. So, now if you're doing a recovery diet, you would jump from say 1200 to you know, 1550, right? So a 350 calorie jump or 1600. And then from there, then you might slowly increase and you might, you might stay at, say you went from 1200 to 1600. You might stay there for three weeks and then slowly increase, but that would totally depend on biofeedback. And the reason why they started doing that is because they found that post-show, you know, just increasing by 50, hundred calories, you were still in a deficit and your biofeedback was still really crappy or people that had the inclination or the tendency, or just developed this tendency as a result of chronic dieting really struggled with some binge eating. So if we were able to increase calories faster, we decreased the, you know, the, the opportunity or the risk or the inclination to do some bit to binge eat, which really, you know, can just rehab, you know mentally and physically mm-hmm, definitely. So um, that's kind of the difference. So I would say they're not really so much two camps anymore. it's more so everyone that I would say that I talk to that I know that are good solid coaches. we use different approaches depending on the individual and a lot of that comes down to the psychology um, like I said you know before with the binge eating. The
0: duration on, of both of these will still be like longer than a month. I think a lot of people want to like reverse diet, fix everything. Oh month. yeah. It takes a long time. So even with the recovery diet, like, yeah, you could do that solid bump up, but you're still going to be monitoring. Like you're
1: not going to be normal in a month or so. Yeah. Usually I'm going to say it's going to take it at least as long as you prepped. Yeah. You know, so 20 week prep looking like a 20 week recovery. Yep, and that's also why you shouldn't be
0: competing year after year, or even go through major fat loss phases every single
1: year too. Right, because back to what I was saying, you know, so say we prep for twenty weeks, now we got to recover for twenty weeks, so now we're forty weeks in. But you don't even really start improving, like I said, until you get to that, you know, good calorie spot. So you're not even really improving until week forty. And there's what fifty-two weeks in a, a year, so now you're only going to give yourself twelve weeks to improve, like good luck building, you know, two pounds, putting on three pounds of muscle in 12 weeks, like mm-hmm. as a natural athlete.
0: What's one thing that keeps you motivated in a reverse diet?
1: For me, I think I'm just so competitive. It's thinking about the end goal on stage and, um, you know, the feeling good aspect and, you know, feeling better is big, but for those days that I'm really struggling, you know, just mentally, it's thinking about the end goal and where I want to be, um, you know, competitive, you know, competitively career wise and all that stuff. Mm -hmm, Definitely.
0: I think one thing that helps keep me motivated is seeing other people who weigh more than me on stage. Like I don't want to be the lightest person on stage. I want I want to actually be that girl that's like weighing a lot more than what people think because I'm just dense and I have some muscle that I know that I worked really hard for. And I think the other thing that keeps me motivated is understanding that the next time I diet, it's not, it's going to be hard, but it's not going to be as hard as it was before. Yeah. Cause we, we fixed a couple things. So. All right. Well, Sarah, why don't you tell, tell us where people can find you? And if they want to work with you.
1: Yeah. So if you want to work with me, the best way to reach me would be my work email. So it's just Sarah, S-A-R-A-H at biolane.com. Um, and then Instagram, I'm at Sarah with two H's underscore Ford. Um, I don't know if I'm going to change my Instagram handle post-wedding. Is
0: another Sarah Ford? Is that why we have two H's?
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> No. i don't actually know my name i can't remember gosh i made my instagram count in what 2012 something like that
0: yeah you guys always just keep this hair and then put bishop in your
1: bio yeah i'll figure it out maybe you guys can give me some ideas but for now find me on instagram um pretty active there and then email um is the best way to contact me if you want to talk more about coaching about starting your your reverse diet and whatnot perfect thank you thanks nicole
0: I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.